Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks for downloading today's episode of the Kent Online Podcast. It's Friday, October the 9th, exactly two years since a mum of five from Kent went missing. Sarah Wellgreen has never been found and today police have confirmed they're ending their active search. Sarah's former partner is serving life in prison for her murder but has refused to say what happened. We're going to start the podcast by hearing from Sarah's mum, Anne Reid. This is the first time she's spoken about her daughter's disappearance and the impact it's had on the whole family. Lucy has been speaking to her. When you think this time two years ago, you know, we were all happy. And within, you know, short space of time, your whole world just comes crashing down. There's no other way you can describe it. And then... You're just on a roller coaster, constantly waiting for the phone to ring, whether it was been news of Sarah, whether somebody had been arrested, whether they'd found her, just constantly waiting for the phone. You can't describe it. You really cannot describe it. It's just like falling down a big hole. You know, it's, it's the only way you can, you can say it. And you don't know what to say to people. People don't know what to say to you. You rely on the police. You you search the internet for every possible bit of information. Constantly trawl through the social media accounts to see if there's anything. And that's what you do. What was Sarah like as a person? Sarah was vibrant, outgoing, extremely confident, very loving and caring mother, daughter, sister. You know, her friends all adored her. She was very caring to other people, helped many people out, you know, all throughout her life. And what's it been like for Sarah's children, having to to deal with their mum disappearing and everything that's happened since? The children have all coped incredibly well in in their own way. The younger ones miss their mother desperately, as do the two elder boys, but they're older and they understand more. The younger ones cannot understand why their father did this to their mother. And this is something they'll carry with them for their whole life, like you will. It's just had such a devastating impact on the whole family, hasn't it? Yes, the ch- the children they they will never get over the, get over this. It will stay with them for the rest of their life, and they will constantly want answers. And I know there's been a, a big response from the community around New Ash Green, who've been out searching for the last two years, really looking for any clues to where Sarah could be. Um, What's that been like, having that kind of community support? The kindness of people who didn't even know Sarah, that have put themselves out in all weathers, every, you know, weekends, all their spare time they've given up. They really, truly are a community. And it's brought six people together and they started the new ash green community cupboard which wouldn't have happened you know without this tragedy 
so out of it. You know, you have seen the kindness of people that never even knew her. And has it made it more difficult to sort of, I know you're never going to move on from this, but to come to terms with it at least, not knowing where she is and what happened to her, I guess that's even harder. It is. Usually, you know, when people die or they're murdered, you can have a certain amount of closure because you can have a funeral and you can say goodbye. But in this case, we can't do that. But um, the only, only thing I would like to say, if, you know, people cast their minds back for two years and just think of the slightest thing they might have seen that maybe they didn't think was important at the time. It might just spring a memory in somebody. Let's just remind you of this time two years ago. 46-year-old Sarah was last seen at her home in Bayes' Shore in New Ash Green. She was living there with her ex, Ben Lacombe. When he was initially questioned about her disappearance, he insisted he'd been at home the night she vanished. CCTV evidence later revealed he'd left the house and travelled to an unknown location. Detective Chief Inspector Ivan Beasley led the investigation into Sarah's disappearance. Unfortunately, I'm really sad to say that we haven't found Sarah to date and the, the, the formal active search that we've been carrying out over 22 months since Sarah disappeared has had to come to an end. Um, it's really sad to have had to make that decision. Um, the huge effort that uh, my investigation team have put in, other officers from all over the country have put in to assist us in, in trying to find Sarah the huge effort that we've had from the community support and the searching that's been going on and from other experts in Kent Search and Rescue, in the Kent uh, Fire and Rescue Service um, and other experts in the fields of science and geology and ecology just to help us try and understand uh, the best ways that we can search and the, uh, the terrain and the seasons and the weathers all have a different aspect on how we search and the best way that we could try and achieve to find Sarah uh, has, has been a huge, probably the or one of the biggest search efforts in policing in modern history in the UK. Unfortunately, as I say, we haven't found Sarah and that element of our investigation has had to come to an end. That said, um, we are still hopeful, we are still really uh, appealing to the community and to the public that if they do see anything suspicious or unusual, uh, particularly in the area surrounding New Ash Green, Longfield, and if you look at the map and you take that direction south towards the Seven Oaks area, particularly in the rural areas, if anything is seen suspicious or unusual that might be connected to where Sarah may have been hidden, we still want to know and we will still react to what people can help us find. There is one person that knows exactly what happened to Sarah and knows exactly where Sarah is, and that's Ben Lacombe. And I appeal to him directly to do the decent thing, to have the courage to come forward and tell us where Sarah is. There is still a grieving family out there, grieving friends of Sarah's out there, and they really need to know where Sarah is. They need to lay her to rest. They, they are in such turmoil, so, so, so much grief, because they haven't been able to say their final goodbyes to Sarah. Do the right thing, come forward and tell us where she is. Lacombe is serving a minimum of 27 years. Kent Online News. East Kent hospitals are going to be criminally prosecuted following complications which led to the death of a baby. Lucy has the details for the Kent Online podcast. 
Well, the NHS Trust has been charged with exposing Harry Richford and his mum Sarah to significant risk of avoidable harm after the week-old baby died at Margate's QEQM in November 2017. In February, a coroner ruled the boy was failed by the hospital, sparking an ongoing independent inquiry into the deaths of at least 15 other newborns at East Kent hospitals. Harry's family say they're pleased the Care Quality Commission have now made this landmark decision. It's the first time this kind of prosecution's been brought over failings relating specifically to clinical care. A man's been charged with murder following an attack in Margate. Officers were called to Buenos Aires on Tuesday where they found a 77-year-old man injured. He later died in hospital. 61-year-old David Harris, who's from the same street, has appeared before magistrates. He's due back in court next month. The government has confirmed a list of 10 Brexit lorry parks or customs checking centres. It includes four here in Kent. We already know one is going to be built off the M20 in the seven part of Ashford. It's now been revealed another is planned for the nearby Waterbrook site. The former coronavirus testing centre at Ebbsfleet International Railway Station has also been set aside to hold more than 250 lorries from January. Another potential location is in Dover, which would operate from next summer. Around 24,000 jobs are at risk at the owner of the Peacocks and Jaeger brands. Edinburgh Woolen Mill Group has filed a notice to appoint administrators. The outlets have stores across Kent, including in Ashford and Tunbridge. A Kent mum whose baby was stillborn says she's hoping to break the silence around something hundreds of mothers will sadly experience. It affects one in four pregnancies, but it's feared many women may not have had the support they need afterwards because of the current pandemic. Caris Greenbridge from Borton lost her baby son three years ago. Until I lost my son Toby, I myself was probably quite ignorant. You know, I... I this word stillbirth would not even have crossed my mind. Um, and it's kind of a, like a, a world you don't really know exists until you find yourself there. Um, and what I've learned as the years have gone on and I've um, done my little charity bits here and there is that people are happy, so as an example, people are happy to talk about their grandparents who have passed away. So I could go to, some, to someone and say, oh, you know, my granddad passed away. I'm really sad about it. But the minute you mention baby died, suddenly people don't want to know about that. People clam up and it's, it's a taboo subject. And I just, that is so wrong. It's still a loss. He was, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Toby was still a person. He, he, he still had a, he still had a life. Why, why can I talk about my, my grandfather, but I can't talk about my child. Um, so I just really want to, um, work hard to break the silence around stillbirth um, and help others that are, are going through it because it's just, again, it's something that you never really think about until it happens to you. And I have been so lucky to have gone on to have had my little rainbow baby, Lily, uh, but my pregnancy with her was really, really hard. It was a real struggle because... You just think that I, I didn't believe at the end of my pregnancy I was going to have a baby that was alive. You spend the whole of the pregnancy just waiting for them to die. And it shouldn't be like that. A pregnancy should be happy and joyful. And I think anyone who has lost a baby will learn that and will know that we've forever been a joyful pregnancy because even if I go on to have another child after Lily, it's never going to be 
that stress-free enjoyment pregnancy. And I understand that anyone who's pregnant, obviously, are worried, but I think maybe not on the same level. Because I can relate to that from when I was pregnant with Toby. I never, it never, like I said, it never even crossed my mind. Today marks the start of Baby Loss Awareness Week. And next Thursday, we're being encouraged to light or share an image of a candle to send a wave of light in remembrance. A small number of children at Highworth Grammar in Ashford have been told to self-isolate after someone at the school tested positive for COVID-19. Two members of staff at Westland School in Sittingbourne are also in quarantine after one of them caught the virus. There have been confirmed cases at more than 50 Kent schools since they reopened after the summer break last month. Dozens of new homes and a block of flats will be built next to two schools in Ramsgate, despite concerns about crime. The Kentish Projects development on Stirling Way has been criticised for its overbearing design and that it could attract antisocial behaviour. Fanet Council, though, say it's been given the go-ahead after changes were made to address some of the issues. Now, a former JLS star who owns a farm in Kent is calling on mums and dads to help teach children about how meals get to their plates. A survey shows under-18s are more disconnected than ever from food and farming, with one in five unable to define what a harvest is. JB Gill says things have changed during the pandemic, but improvements could still be made. We've recognised that the people who work on farms are key workers, you know, and if we don't support them, we don't encourage them, what will happen is uh, in the next five, ten or so years, we'll lose that connection and then it will be even more difficult for us to be able to produce great food that we can rely on that is is good for our health. Some good news for some of Kent's tourist attractions. They're getting a share of £1.5 million from the government. Money from the Culture Recovery Fund for Heritage will go to Romney Hyatt and Dimchurch Railway, the Shell Grotto in Margate and Tunbridge Wells' Spa Valley Railway. And Kent YouTuber Harvey says he's now free from COVID. The 21-year-old who grew up near Dartford and is part of this year's Strictly lineup has been self-isolating. He's tweeted saying he's now tested negative and thanked fans for their support. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are back in League One action this weekend as they welcome Oxford United to Priestfield. The Jills will be hoping to bounce back from a 2-0 defeat at Ipswich Town in the EFL Trophy on Tuesday night. Midfielder Josh Eccles, who's joined on loan from Coventry City, has been chatting ahead of tomorrow's game. Oxford have always been a decent side in League One. Unfortunate to miss out last year to get a promotion to the Championship, but we all know they're a good team and we're going to do what we can do, and that's uh, play our games that are theirs. And uh, hopefully we can get the three points, but if not, try and get our point at least. To be fair, uh, playing without crowd is normal because in the 23 you don't get that many spectators. So for me, I wanted the, the crowd to be there to get that experience, to get that feel of the fans being there. And hopefully they can get back soon, but when it's safe to do so. Well, after just four matches of the season so far, Gillingham are currently sixth in the League One table. Tomorrow's opponents are down in 18th, although they have only played three matches. Kickoff is at one o'clock and you can keep up to date with all the action by following Kent Online Jills on Twitter. That's it for today, but you can also subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do that, head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.